We're going to go to the book of Psalms this morning, Psalm 112. The book of Psalms, Psalm 112. When you find that, if you'd stand with us for the reading of the Word of God in honor of His Word, unless you're not well able to stand, and then God understands all about that also. Psalm 112, verse number 1. Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delighteth greatly in His commandments. His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. Wealth and riches shall be in his house, and his righteousness endureth forever. Unto the upright there ariseth light in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. A good man showeth favor and lendeth. He will guide his affairs with discretion. Surely he shall not be moved forever. The righteous shall be in everlasting remembrance. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He shall not be afraid until he see his desire upon his enemies. He hath dispersed. He hath given to the poor. His righteousness endureth forever. His horn shall be exalted with honor. The wicked shall see it and be grieved. He shall gnash with his teeth and melt away. The desire of the wicked shall perish. Lord willing, for the next few weeks on Sunday morning, I want to be preaching a series um, that I entitled, Do That to Be Blessed. And you'll understand more as we get into this first message. Um, But the title for the first message this morning is Determined determined to fear the Lord. It's something we have to determine to do. There's great blessing because of it. We'll see it here this morning right here in the Word of God. Let's pray. We'll get started. Father, we've asked for your power. We ask for it one more time. Just divine direction in everything we say and do. Lord, help us. Give us clarity of thought. and Help us not to get stuck anywhere. Lord, to just uh, present this message in such a way that it brings honor and glory to you. And Certainly, if there's someone here that does not know Christ as their Savior, that you'd speak very clearly to them. Uh, Lord, we know it's very possible that they could leave this place today uh, knowing that full well that they have trusted Christ. And certainly, that's our prayer also. Help us, Lord, that know you. Help us with your word today, we pray. And thank you for your goodness. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Thank you so much for standing, and please do be seated. Eight times in our Bible, we read the phrase, blessed is the man that. Blessed is the man that. And in each one of those, God gives us a different quality or a different characteristic of a man or or a woman who God blesses. And I'm thankful that God gave us his word that we might be able to get the help that we need while walking through this life on this earth because we need his help, don't we? Somebody say amen. We do. Um, I mean, who wouldn't, who would not want to have God's blessing upon their life? I mean, I just feel like if I went around the room just asking person by person by person, each one at a time said, oh, do you want God to bless your life? I just don't see anybody going, oh, no, 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 no blessing of God on my life. I don't care anything about that. I mean, really, shouldn't we all desire for people to look at our lives and say, well, they're blessed. I mean, God has blessed them. I think, it's a, I think it's a right desire. I'm not talking about a prideful desire. I'm talking about a right desire that we want to be blessed by God. And we're told in these eight different portions of Scripture why God blesses a person, but also the way that He blesses them. And yes, it's, it's true that God wants to bless us, and He wants to help us to be the kind of people that He, that he blesses, and that His blessing His blessings will fall upon, but He also wants us to be able to recognize His blessings upon our lives. He he wants us to recognize those things. And and you might be asking yourself even right now, well, preacher, wait a minute, why is it so important to God how we recognize our blessings? 
Well, I think the good answer to that is that we too often want to identify the blessings of God with favorable conditions. And without a doubt, many of the blessings of God include those, include favorable conditions. But being blessed by God has a much deeper meaning than that. Truly. That, uh, that blessedness that comes from God includes a deep inner satisfaction. Or, or a deep inner joy that's not going to be dependent upon our outward circumstances. There's more to it than just being happy about what's going on in our life at any given time, any given point. A, a true sense of being blessed has much more to do with what is happening in us than it does with what may or may not be happening around or to us. I want you to get that, because so I'm going to say it again. A true sense of being blessed by God has much more to do with what is happening in us than it does with what may or may not be happening around us or to us. Very important. A sense of blessedness has far more to do with what we are experiencing within us um, the 111th and 112th Psalms are deemed twin Psalms, twin Psalms. Each one has 10 verses. In, in the Hebrew, which they were originally written, each is an acrostic with 22 lines, each beginning with a different letter of the Hebrew alphabet, which has 22 letters. And both Psalms begin with the word hallelujah, which is translated for us uh, here, praise ye the Lord. And we might also call these psalms Siamese psalms. What's that about, about, preacher? Well, the last verse of Psalm 111 states, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And then in verse 1 of Psalm 112, we see the statement, Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord. So this psalm, which is given us by God, teaches us that God blesses the person, man, woman, boy, or girl, who will determine to fear Him. Now this is very important. To fear Him. And this is the very foundation of, of, a, of a life that will experience the blessings of God. Because... That blessedness that God wants you to experience, every one of us that have been that 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 are that are a child of the King, that blessedness that God wants us to experience begins with our relationship to Him. What kind of a relationship we have with Him? Uh, so think about the focused of the blessed. Verse number one again says, "Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord." that delighteth greatly in his commandments. And so it says, praise ye the Lord. Now praise and blessedness, the praise and blessedness of God go hand in hand. Uh, we, we have a command in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 4 that says, rejoice in the Lord always. And that's the Old Testament parallel to praise ye the Lord. Excuse me, can you see how we are being reminded, even in this psalm, that our blessedness is never the result of what may be happening to us, or even who we are, but who God is, and that He is for us? I said God is for us. Come on, God's not against us. God is for us. And He starts this out by trying to get our hearts to focus on God. Preacher, wait just a second. Preacher, what is the most important aspect in the life of a Christian? Well, unmistakably, it is our relationship to God. The Lord God Almighty wants us to know Him intimately, and the result of that type of relationship, stay with me here, the, the result of that type of relationship with Him is praise. No, no, we get to a place where we praise the Lord. Always. 
whatever might be happening in our life. We praise Him. A close, intimate, personal relationship with Him will cause us to praise Him. You know, it's going to be hard to praise the attributes of one whom we do not know or someone we do not know well. So what, what, what do we know about God? I mean, what all does the Bible teach us about who God is to us? In Genesis chapter number 1, we see God as our creator. Well, why is that so important? Well, the Bible says in the beginning God created, and without believing that part of it, we're going to have a hard time praising God for who He is to us. He is our creator. Come on, you wouldn't exist without Him. You wouldn't be sitting here today without Him. He is the one that created us. He's our creator. We could go to Psalm 23 where it says, The Lord is my shepherd. Well, preacher, why is that important? Well, if we cannot put our lives into His hands, trusting Him to always be there for us, it's going to make it very, very hard to trust Him when we're walking through the dark valleys, isn't it? I mean, it's one thing to trust the Lord when the sun's shining and everything's good and the bank account's full. It's another when you're going through those dark times when the clouds roll in and the valleys get deep. The Lord is my shepherd, the one that can guide us along the way. Isaiah 43 and verse number 3 teaches us that God is our Savior. It says this, for I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. And you might say, well, why is that important? Because if we cannot believe that God is able to save us from our sins, if we cannot believe that God is able to save us from the fiery fate of hell, if we cannot believe that God is able to save us and give us victory in this life, to save us and give us a home in heaven one day, we will never be able to praise Him as we should. Come on, God saved my soul. I never have to go to hell. I mean, He forgave all my sins, every one that I've ever committed. I mean, that should bring us to a place of praise, shouldn't it? I mean, praising Him for who He is. To us, what he has done for us. So we're reminded at the very beginning of this psalm that blessedness is a fruit of our relationship to God. And we cannot logically praise someone whom we do not know. And the closer we draw to him, my friend, the more intimately we get to know him and the more reason we find to praise him. I'm thankful that God saved me all those years ago, but I'm thankful I'm not still in that same place I was when he saved me. I'm thankful that I have drawn closer to Him, and I'm not as close to Him as I would like to be, but I'm going to continue to try to get closer to Him for the rest of my days. And it's important that we do that. It's very important that we do that. And also, the more um, our relationship grows with Him, the more it changes the way that we live. And, And the more it changes the way that we think. So... Let's move on to this thought, the the fear, the fear of the blessed, the fear of the blessed. Again, verse number one, praise ye the Lord, blesses the man that feareth the Lord, that delighteth greatly in his commandments. So it says it, blessed is the man that feareth the Lord. You know, the Bible makes it very clear as we study the Bible, it makes it very clear that there's a correct fear of God that is very vital. Get this, please get this. That is very vital to a life of faith. There is a correct fear of God that is very vital to a life of faith. Now don't lose me here. Don't lose me. The fear of the Lord is a wide-ranging term in the Word of God. Uh, The the use of that term, it teaches us that the uh, fear of God may be expressed in many different ways um, that... that, uh, um, uh, can be can be expressed in our own lives. In, in the scripture that we're looking at today, the psalmist points out uh, one particular way we express a fear of God, that we express a fear of God. So what is that expression of fear here? Well, 
that delighteth greatly in his commandments. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord that delighteth greatly in his commandments. So let's ask ourselves, let's ask ourselves this. You still with me here? Let's ask ourselves then, what is the connection between being afraid of God and delighting in or drawing joy or pleasure from God's commandments? What's the connection? Okay. How many of you in here like roller coasters? There's a few here and there. Yeah. Miss Pam and I really enjoy riding roller coasters. I mean, we like roller coasters. The bigger, the better. I like it. We like it. It's, it's awesome. But think about this for a second. You that like roller coasters and you that don't. What if roller coasters had no limits on how fast they could go? Or what if they had no brake system to slow you down at the end? Or what if they had no guides that would help you, uh, that would guarantee that you stay on the tracks? Or what if they had no restraints? You know, I mean, no safety bar, no seat belt. No shoulder harnesses. I mean, you just get into that car and then you, then you hold on for dear life as it makes its way around the track. I mean, with nothing to prevent you from just flying out of the car and nothing to prevent it from coming off the tracks. I mean, how much would you like them then? <clears throat> See, if you like roller coasters, and again, we do, part of the pleasure that we get from our ride on a roller coaster is dependent upon the restraints that are put in place that are going to keep your ride from being a death trap. The restraints that are there. When I climb into a roller coaster, I delight in the fact that there are safety features like seat belts. It's a wonderful thing. Always double-check that. Restraining bars, brakes, all those things are there that I might safely depart that car at the end. Those things are there and they're meant to keep us safe. The restraints. They're meant to keep us safe. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord that delighteth greatly in his commandments. You know, there, there's so much about God that supports a healthy fear of God, truly. I mean, we think, of, we, think of, um, we think of his power, we think of his knowledge, we think of his holiness, we think of his righteousness, all those things. Hebrews chapter 10 verse number 31 says, It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. God's commandments, God's words, God's, God's laws, they're restraints. They're restraints. And they, they help us to draw close to God. They help us to see our relationship grow with Him and to enjoy the process as we go. And as we're mindful of the restraints, as we're mindful of His commandments, I'm telling you, the Christian life just gets better and better. No restraints. No attention to the restraints. You're living dangerously. There can be trouble. The explanation of a healthy fear of God would go something like this. Someone that is experiencing the blessings of God sees the commandments of God as positive. As positive. Come on, we, we have that real knowledge that God loves us more than anyone else could love us. That He cares about us and He does want us to be blessed. He wants our families to be blessed. 
that he's there for us no matter what, and the restraints that he gives us by his word are a wonderful thing. They're a wonderful thing. We don't look at them and like, well, man, oh, well, God, he's just trying to ruin my life, trying to run my life, trying to, trying to spoil all my fun. Oh, no, no. God's doing his very best to keep you in line that you don't ruin your own life. That's our God. Loving, caring, nurturing, wonderful God. We're given those commandments by God to help us enjoy more of the blessings of God in our life. And the more that we take note of those and apply them to our own life, definitely definitely our life gets much better. If we're delighting in God's commandments, and I'm talking about taking pleasure, please stay with me here. I'm talking about taking pleasure in obeying God. We will most definitely experience more of his blessings. If we take pleasure in obeying God, we will most definitely, most definitely experience more of his blessings. And then the rest of this psalm, it it shines a light, really, to help us to identify the ways that God blesses our obedience to Him and to His Word, of course. So let's think about this, how God favors those who fear Him, who fear Him. Look at verse number 2 there. It says, His seed shall be mighty upon the earth, talking about the The person that fears God. His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. So here's what God says. God will bless your family. Now the fear of the Lord. Keeping His commandments. God will bless your family. You know, God takes great delight in blessing the children of those who love and obey him. I do believe that. Many of those out there that are faithfully serving God right now as adults are, were those who were raised in a family with parents who delighted in the commandments of God. And they're blessed because they're blessed because they were raised in such an atmosphere. They were raised in such a way. Wonderful. We have a promise of God. That he will bless our families. But it also says here, as we go on through this song, that God will bless by prospering them. Prospering them. I get some of your attention by prospering them. Look at verse number three. It says, Wealth and riches shall be in his house. Talking again about those that fear the Lord. And his righteousness endureth forever. Unto the upright there ariseth light in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. A good man showeth favor and lendeth. He will guide his affairs with discretion. So it says there, wealth and riches shall be in his house. Now, the terms of prosperity may not be exactly as we would immediately think about it. I mean, we think about wealth and riches, and I mean, first we want to we 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 envision this treasure chest that we open up, and all these gold is in there, and all these different things, and and that that word wealth usually emphasizes possessions, things that you have, and and then the word riches, of course, we might think of the state of someone that is wealthy. I mean, someone that has accumulated a lot, someone that has uh, collected a lot of things of which are. Of which uh, of, of those things which are of value, and when we think about wealth and riches, usually our minds go right to possessions. I mean, possessions like money and land, uh, livestock, homes, vehicles, toys, all those different things like that. But I want to remind you this morning that riches are not limited to possessions. Because there's a lot of times that possessions bring no blessedness whatsoever. There's a lot of people out there that have a lot of stuff that are not blessed. 
Riches like um, friends, good friends, family. Riches like honesty, loving kindness, are such riches that cannot be purchased. Cannot be acquired by money. And the Bible tells us that God will bless those that fear Him both materially and morally. Stay with me here. But of those two, materially and morally, His Word shows us that He puts a lot greater emphasis on the second. On the morally part. He blesses us morally. The Bible says the heart of man is deceitful, desperately wicked. Who can know it? I'm very thankful that I am what I am by the good grace of God. Anything good about Bill Marshall is because of him. What he has done. And what he continues to do. And how he helps as I yield. And so he talks about, man, and so he talks about the righteousness of those that fear God. Verse number 3, wealth and riches shall be in his house, and his righteousness endureth forever. The righteousness of those who fear God. Now we're talking about fearing God and keeping his commandments. We're talking about that, that. Someone who fears God and keeps his commandments. The righteousness of those who fear God. Oh, righteousness, well, man, what's that all about? Well, we know that once we have truly repented, trusted Jesus Christ as our Savior, we have the righteousness of Christ because of the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen right there. Absolutely so. But as we follow his word, that righteousness means doing right. Doing right. And as we fear him, and as we follow his commandments, as we follow his word, it will help us to do right. No, no, we're blessed by God by doing right. Well, I just, I just mustered up what's inside of me and I just do right. Well, that's not going to last long if you're just mustering it up inside of you. But if you're trusting God and you're trusting and following His Word, His righteousness is very real. It's very real. And God blesses us with doing right, helps us with, with doing right, the righteousness of those who fear Him. We know what God says, and so we want to please God. And because we have this healthy fear of God, we care more about doing what pleases Him than we care about doing what we want to do. And so we're blessed. It's a, it's a blessing. But there's also an influence of those that fear God. Verse number 4 says, Unto the upright there ariseth light in, 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 uh, light in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. The influence. Unto the upright there ariseth light in the darkness. That makes us gracious. And full of compassion. I didn't get saved till I was 27. I know I probably wasn't real wicked when I was three or four years old. But as time went on, the world got a hold of me and the devil got a hold of me. I did not live a very good life. And I know that I had influence on people that I wish to God now that I never had influence on. In ways that I never should have influenced them. And I hate that, and I'll probably hate it to the day that God finally wipes the remembrance away, and I'm thankful that day's going to come one of these days. But my great desire now, and certainly as I continue to draw closer and closer to God, my great desire now is that I would influence people the correct way toward God and help them to be everything that God would have them to be, direct them in the ways that God would have them to go, to show them the way that God has for their life. Because I guarantee you there's no better life than a life that's lived for God in the way that God wants us to live it. There's no better life. No, no, no. We, we can have influence if we truly have a fear of God. We can't have influence if we're living a hypocritical life. 
It's tough, isn't it? Come on, I'm telling you, no, no, no. Even a home that that even a home where 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 the hypocrisy of the home is very evident, usually it doesn't turn out very well for the children raised in that home, does it? So we strive. Because of the fear of the Lord, we strive to keep His commandments that we might have the influence that God would, would, would wants us to have. Verse number 5, it says this, A good man showeth favor and lendeth. He will guide his affairs with discretion. So, 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 so the, the generosity of those who fear God. Good man showeth favor. And 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 will will uh, 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 give, and then it talks about the discretion of those that fear God. He will guide his affairs with discretion, understanding, going the right way. God gives us these things as as we follow Him, as we delight greatly in His commandments. He works greatly in our lives. Look, there there are many in this world that have acquired wealth, but very few of those have riches. Someone that fears the Lord may not have much of the world's wealth, but they can have an abundance in riches. And God can give us things that no one else can give us. And then I, I like this. The blessing of God allows a person to live this life without fear. Without fear. Verse number 6 says, Surely he shall not be moved forever. The righteous shall be in everlasting remembrance. Someone that fears the Lord has no reason to fear Listen to me, please. Someone who fears the Lord has no reason to fear what someone might learn or discover about their life. I mean, a true fear of the Lord and delighting in His commandments keeps us on the right path. Helps us to live our life in public and in private the same way. Have no fear of, of just being transparent, whatever they might be. And they have not they have no reason to fear what others might do to them. Verse number seven, it says, He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. I'm here to tell you that God can handle whatever comes our way. I said, God's very well able to handle whatever comes our way. We do not have to live in fear. The Bible says, perfect love casteth out all fear. The Bible says, God has not given us the spirit of fear. We do not have to live in fear of tomorrow. We do not have to live in fear of years ahead. We do not have to live in fear of what might come today. We do not have to live in fear. And they really have no reason to fear any enemy in life because they live in dependence upon God. It says they're trusting in the Lord. Look at verse number 8. His heart is established. He shall not be afraid. This is talking about the man that fears the Lord and delights greatly in his commandments. That person. His heart is established. He shall not be afraid. Until he sees his desire upon his enemies. <laughs> well, man, Brother Marshall, man, I kind of like that part. That's sounding good right there. Until, until he sees his desires upon his enemies. Yeah. Because the man that fears the Lord and delights greatly in his commandments will, will want even his enemies to be blessed. Oh, come on, you have read my, Matthew 5, 6, and 7, haven't you? Because that's where real Christianity comes in. Deals with the heart. 
most of the issues we have in our life are heart issues. And, and truly, no, 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 truly, truly, no, no, truly, those that fear the Lord and delight greatly in His commandments, His Word, His direction He gives us through His Word, um, our heart is established. And we don't have to be afraid. And we want our enemies to be blessed. Look at verse 9. It says, He hath dispersed, He hath given to the poor. His righteousness endureth forever. His horn shall be exalted with honor. So it says, those that fear the Lord and delight greatly in the Lord's commandments, um, they've done right. And they're going to continue to do so. Well, preacher, I was doing pretty good, but then this happened in my life, and that, and these people, and these people, and these people, and then this, and this happened, and whatever, and not today. I'm just about fed up to here with all of this, and I can't. Let me stop you right there. God never promised us a rose garden. He never promised us that every day would that be that would be without trouble. He never promised us that things would not happen in our life that uh, we would not be real satisfied with. But He promised He would be there with us, and He promised us that He would help us through those things if we would handle it His way. Blessed are those that fear the Lord and greatly delight in His commandments. Doing things His way. His way. Well, it just goes against my flesh. Uh, yes, it does. Well, I just don't feel like that. That's the problem. Most people are run by their feelings day and night and night and day. And we, as born-again children of God, are not supposed to be like that. That's not the way we're to exist. That's not the way we're to operate. Come on. God puts these restraints on our life that we might live a good life. Well, I tell you, nobody else acts like that. Well, we're not supposed to act like everybody else. But preacher, you just don't know my nature. Oh, yes, yes, I do. It's a sinful nature, right? We all have one of those. And we decide... Stay with me. We decide which nature we're going to let control us. Whether that old nature that we were born with or the new nature that we received at the time of salvation. And that's why it's so important that we fear the Lord and delight greatly in His commandments because His way is always better than our way. Always. And He will help us to do right and continue to do right no matter what might befall us. That's our God. And then verse 10, we'll wrap this up. Verse 10 it says, the wicked shall see it. See what? The blessings of God on this person that fears the Lord and delights greatly in His commandments. The wicked shall see it and be grieved. He shall gnash with his teeth and melt away. The desire of the wicked shall perish. You know, the wicked may not like the... The wicked may not like how those that fear the Lord, truly fear the Lord and delight in His commandments, live. But here's the great point about that. God is there to bless in spite of the wicked. Stay true to Him. Stay true to what He wants. So, blessed is the man that. So here's what we learn from this that. Fear of the Lord. 
The person that fears the Lord has no reason to fear anything else. Come on, how great of a blessing is that? No, I'm talking about someone who truly fears the Lord, delights in His commandments, have no reason to fear anything else. And that blessing comes to those who fear and trust God. Trust in His commandments. And the final words of this psalm really show a very definite contrast from those who fear God and those who do not fear God. Because those that fear God are blessed. And isn't it something how it says right here that those who do not fear God are grieved by them being blessed. Those that fear God are blessed. Those that do not fear God are grieved by those that are blessed. And it says that those that do not fear God, in the end, all that they've strived for, all that they've worked for, all that they've done, it will perish. And those that are blessed are going to continue to prosper. I love the end of the book, don't you? We win in the end. It's absolutely so. Doing exactly what God would have us to do through this life. Well, there's no greater life that can be lived than that. The difference is in the choices. Stay with me, I'm, I'm done. The difference is in the choices that the two of them made concerning how they view God. See, we have a generation now that views God as grandpa. Just an old guy. It really doesn't care how they live, what they do. Well, I know what the Bible says, but... (laughs) You know, that was written a long time ago. So by now, God's really up with the times, I'm sure. He understands we want to drink a little, you know, we want to get out and party a little. He understands all that. I mean, you know, he, he, he just loves us in spite of what we do and whatever. No, 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 no. That's how people view God today. Come on. Okay, if you're on social media at all and read a lot of the things that go across that, you recognize that there are people out there that wear the, um, wear the title Christian who pretty much just think that God winks at sin today. And they think they're blessed because uh, they have a good job, they have a house, they have money in the bank, they have toys, they have stuff, they're comfortable, all these things. Look how God is blessing us. But their life's not over. I mean, come on, we, 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 we either really believe what this book says or we don't. And here's what I've found. I know I said I'm going to quit, and I am. Here's what I've found. I have found that those that will, will just, you know, really just fear God... And those that greatly delight in these commandments. I've seen them blessed. Abundantly. And I have seen the flip side of that. Those that claim to love God and love for your God. But don't delight greatly in the commandments. I've seen it go the other way. And there is a price to be paid for walking away from God. There is a price to be paid for doing things your own way. 
And so we have to make a choice. We have to determine that we are going to work at fearing God. Because see, both, both, could, both could have been blessed. Both could have determined to fear the Lord and delight in His commandments. Both could. Both could have. We're given free will. We could have determined to do that. Both could have determined to do that. We can determine to do that. But one wanted something different out of life. Well, you know, that religious stuff, that's just not really for me. Well, I'm not, religious stuff isn't really for me either. I'm not real crazy about all that. But I sure am thankful I have the Word of God. And the Word of God's all about a relationship. About fearing the Lord enough to submit to Him and His commandments. But there are those that want something different out of life. And they're going to pursue it no matter what God might say. And with whatever they may acquire during this life, If the Word of God is true, and it is, they'll not have the blessing of God. Oh, they might have stuff here and there and whatever, and good times and all that, but we're talking about, we're talking about, come on, I'm trying to quit here. We're talking about that inner joy. That inner presence that assures us, I'm a child of God. God's blessing are upon my life. And I don't have to fear anything because He is always here for me. But we have to determine to fear. We have to make that decision on our own. Nobody can make it for you. You can't make it for your wife. Your wife can't make it for you. You can't make it for your children. We all have to determine what we really want in this life. Whether we just want the blessing of the world or we want the blessing of God. It's up to us and what choice we make in this. Would you bow your heads with me? Let's bow our heads for a moment. Maybe there's someone in here this morning that does not know Christ as their Savior. You'd say, preacher, I'm not even sure if I died, I'd go to heaven. I'm not sure about that. I don't know about all these other things you've been talking about. But I'm not even sure if I died today that I would go to heaven. Preacher, would you just remember me in prayer? Well, I'd like to pray for you if you're here like that this morning. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. Would you just slip up your hand wherever you're at and just allow me to pray for you? Preacher, I'm not even sure if I died today, I'd go to heaven. Would you please pray for me? Anyone here this morning like that, would you allow me just to remember you in prayer? I'd certainly love to do that for you. It could be that someone's here this morning that would say, Preacher, God dealt with my heart today about some things in my own life that need to be addressed. Preacher, would you please just pray for me that I would be um, obedient to what it is God wants me to do. Can I pray with you like that? Would you just slip up your hand wherever you're at and allow me to do that? God bless your honesty there, 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 right there. God bless you back there. Thank you so much for that. Others, yeah, preacher, God dealt with my heart today. Some things in my life that I need to take care of. I want to be blessed. I, I, I want what God has for me. You didn't raise your hand before. You want to raise it now. Let me pray with you about that. Would you, would you do that? God bless your honesty there. Thank you, ma'am. I appreciate that. And right there, God bless you, ma'am. Appreciate that. Back in the back. Thank you so very much for that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Heavenly Father, we pray for those in here that do not know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. You're the only one that can convince them of that. You're the only one that can convict. You're the only one that can draw them to Yourself. 
Lord, we pray that your spirit would move in such a way that they would, they would know beyond a shadow of a doubt they're lost and in need of a Savior. Lord, that you would, that you would save them before it's eternally too late. That, Lord, as you deal with their heart, that they would be willing to submit and even come this morning down and let someone take a Bible and show them how they can get that all settled. And then, Lord, for the hands across the auditorium, I don't know where folks are in their life and how you may have dealt with them, but they raised their hand. I, I, I said I would pray for them. I lift them up to you, each and every one of them. Lord, I don't know where they're at in their spiritual walk with you. I, I don't know what their sights are set upon. I, I don't know what's going on in their life. None of those things. But you do. You know exactly what they need. And Lord, I pray that you would help them to draw close to you. If there's things in their life that need to be repented of, Lord, that, uh, that they would do that. Even today. Lord, that they would turn from things that hinder their walk with you. Lord, that, that hinder them from being close to You. That, that, that they would just get those things out of their life. Lord, that they might have this um, blessed life that You want us all to have. We do thank You for Your Word. We're thankful, Lord, that, um, that we have the promise that as we yield ourselves to You, that You can do in our life more than anyone else could ever do. Help us, Lord, just to be obedient. We pray and thank you for your goodness and ask all of these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's stand to our feet for a moment. The altar's open. You need to come. will not take long, but you need to come. Well, just step out now. Let God have his way. Whatever he wants, whatever he needs to do in your life, just let him have his way. Maybe you just need to make an altar right where you are. That's fine too. Just let God have his way. What is it in your life that keeps you from having a close personal relationship with Him. What are the commandments that you read that you really do not want to submit to? Whatever God wants, please let Him have His way. Walk out of here, victory in your life, headed in a good direction. Determined to fear the Lord. Delight greatly in His commandments. Sure leads to a good life.